you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone. Your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. What's up, everybody? I'm Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. And you are listening to the Command Zone podcast here on YouTube. And Flash watching. We're really bad at this when we don't sing. I know. Like, it throws us totally off our game. We can't even operate. It's like we're booting up the computer and we didn't go through the right processes. There's too many videos coming out. We don't have enough songs. We're just skipping the songs for these two mini-sodes about the... Um, Commander Precons from Commander Legends. Yep, and this one is the Simic one. We just covered the Boros one. This one's called Reap the Tide, and it's really interesting. Now there are Precons being released with sets, and Commander Legends is no uh, stranger to that. Zendikar Rising also saw these sort of mini Precons come along, and so we have two new decks to review. A few new cards, not too many. These one new deck. We already did the other one. Oh, right, right, sorry. Two new decks total, and these are sort of meant to be entry points for a lot of players into the Commander format, and we're going to do the thing where we have a $25 budget. We'll take 10 cards in, and take 10 cards out to upgrade this and get this thing in prime action. But before we get into it, you're going to want to buy these pre-cons or maybe the singles from them or maybe the new commanders. You can do that by heading on over to cardkingdom.com slash commandzone. That's our affiliate link for every single thing you need from Commander Legends. Card Kingdom has you covered and you can pick up all the cards. You can get singles or you can get booster packs of draft, collector's boosters, you name it. Card Kingdom has it. It's an amazing website. All you have to do is enter that affiliate link, cardkingdom.com slash commandzone, and you're already there and you're ready to go. Yeah, and when you get those cards, you're going to want to keep them in good condition, make sure they don't get damaged. Ultra Pro products are the best way to protect all of your game pieces. They're the company that Jimmy and I trust for our own personal collections. Ultra Pro makes those Pro Gloss Eclipse sleeves. They have that Chroma Fusion technology. They have the Commander Legend themed stuff, deck boxes, play mats, sleeves. All that stuff is great. It's really going to protect your stuff. Uh, Ultra Pro is the way to go. I really, I don't use anything else. Yeah, same. And the final way to support the show is directly at patreon.com slash command zone. We talk to our patrons on Discord. You get to watch episodes of Extra Turns and Game Nights a day early. And there are two of those episodes total coming out for Commander Legends. One Extra Turns, one Game Nights. Very exciting. So if you want to see those earlies, you also get ad-free versions of the podcast in audio format on our Patreon. And you get to talk directly to us. And finally, we we call out one lucky patron every single episode. And And this this episode episode is dedicated dedicated to Spencer Coverly. Spencer. Spence. You rock. You do rock. Okay. Main topic. Let's just get into it. Simic time. Reap the tide. The budget upgrade guide. You know the rules. 10 cards in, 10 cards out. Total budget of $25. But first, we have to talk about the new cards as well as the stats. So first up, we have the commander. It is AC, Tyrant of Gyre Strait. For a green and a blue for a 5-5 legendary creature serpent, you may play an additional land on each of your turns, and whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card. Now, we first talked about this in our solo Commander Legends review. However, that was in, you know, if you want to build a whole deck around it. Now we have a constraint, which is the deck that is already here. We'll talk about the deck, how it works with this card. And yeah, we have budget, right? When we talked about it in the set review, it was any budget anything starting you want. From, from scratch. This is starting from pre-con, $25. Yeah. Uh... 
I feel the same as I felt about it, though, in general, which is that's kind of boring. Yeah, it's six mana doing Simic-y things. It's pretty expensive for a commander, and at that point, do you need to be playing additional lands in your turn? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, it's undoubtedly powerful. We know because of Tatiova and other decks that are very similar. Two lane. Yeah, putting extra lands into play and then drawing a lot of cards is going to be really, really strong. So, And it's a May ability, too, so you don't risk decking yourself if you do fully optimize this kind of deck. But yeah, the, the card isn't terribly interesting, but I think it's still... Powerful, though. It's powerful, and I think it's actually a really great entry point for someone that's yes. looking to play a good Simic deck that will almost guaranteed get them what they need to do, which is ramp, card draw, and then you're able to play your big spells. Yeah, this is the type of card I think is good for new players because you're always going to have things to do, and it it helps you just play the game. So you're, you're rarely going to have games with AC where you just don't do anything, right? You're going to yeah. put extra lands, draw enough cards that you're going to be able to play stuff. So I don't think it'll be the type of the deck where you're like... Well, that was fun. I didn't do much. <laughs> yeah, AC will always help refill your hand, especially if you play it, play two lands, draw two cards, you're off to the races. All right, let's talk about the two other new cards in the deck. The first one is Stump Squall Hydra. It's green, 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 and X hmm. for a 1-1 one, one Hydra. Oh. When it enters the battlefield, you distribute X plus one plus one counters among it and any number of commanders. So interesting because this feels like it wants to be in a partner's deck, right? Yep. Because whatever X is, this Stump Scroll Hydra gets X, plus one, plus one counters, and then you can put that many, the same amount, right? Distribute X counters among any of it. Oh, no, it's only it and commanders. Yeah. It, you don't get double X, you just get You X. just get X. Oh, Which means for four mana, you get a 2-2. Two, two. For five mana, you get a one, one right? I think I'm reading this right. So there's two ways to read this. I'm pretty sure that the weaker version is what we're seeing here. Distribute X plus one plus one commanders among it and any number of commanders. So you're distributing them. It doesn't say put X number one one commanders on this and any number of commanders. So that means yeah, for right. paying X for one, you just get one plus one plus one counter. I mean, even if you're paying X is five, this costs eight mana. That's five plus one plus one counters on this. And then you can split up between this and the commander. It doesn't seem good at all. I don't get it. It feels like we're misreading it because this, there's no, what? How can it be a 1-1 one, one that for six mana becomes a 4-4 four, four and puts maybe three counters on your commander? Like that just seems straight up bad. Yeah, it doesn't seem great at all. This is sort of the big mana deck, obviously, as the commander costs six. Uh, this just seems like another Hydra entry um, and it doesn't seem that impressive. But okay. if we're wrong, please let us know. You're right, sure. though. It says distribute. Otherwise, it would say put, put X plus one plus one counters on it and, and any, any number of commanders. Yeah. Now it's among it. Hmm. A little sus. All right. <laughs> the next card is Trench Behemoth. Five blue blue for a creature crack in 7-7. Seven, seven. You can return a land you control to its owner's hand. Untap Trench Behemoth. It gains hexproof until end of turn. And whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, target creature and opponent control attacks during its controller's next combat phase if able. So the only th part about this that's interesting is the first, where you can return a land to untap it and give it hexproof. Because this is a landfall deck. You're going to want to play a lot of lands and Ace is going to benefit you every time you play them so you can protect the trench behemoth as well and the other part of it which makes a creature attack basically it kind of goads them but it's worse because that creature can just attack you doesn't seem so great but you do have but a 7-7 seven, seven seven, seven, so they're yeah. probably not attacking you I, I mean, still I think this is pretty mediocre it's a 7 mana card to get an ability to return land to your hand it doesn't seem great 7 mana it's just so much mana 
yeah but again this deck plays a lot of high cmc cards because it's got a lot of ramps and to talk about that well actually we'll talk about it in a sec first we're going to go over the deck contents so we just listed the three new cards there are 30 basic lands in the deck which means that in total there are 67 reprints in the deck and of course it's what, a lot of basic lands it's a lot of basic lands in fact I guess when, it's you a see, land deck. when you see the total land count i think it's actually even too high for a deck like this wow um, now, of course, the prices that we're going to talk about, we're going to do it prior to the deck reveal because that's how we've been doing it for the other pre-cons and we want to sort of compare them all in a vacuum, see what the value is and whether or not they're doing a great job with the value or not. So so these are the prices before anybody knew the contents of the deck? Yes. Okay. So first off, we got the top reprints, which we are sort of classifying as anything that is $5 or more. It looks, just looking at the list, there's a lot more than the Boros deck. Yeah, yeah. It actually looks pretty good. Uh, the first is Avenger of Zendikar, which was around $13, which is crazy because this card has been reprinted a bunch of times, um, but it also happens to be one of the powerful cards in the deck, which when it enters the battlefield, you make a bunch of 0-1 green plant creature tokens for each land you control. And then with landfall triggers, they all get plus one, plus one counters, which is pretty nice. Uh, the next card, oh, that was $13? Yeah. Oh, you said that already. The next one is also $13, or was $13 before the announcement of the reprint. It's Ramanap Excavator. This is the sort of quote-unquote budget version of crucible of worlds on a creature it's two and a green for a two three and it says you may play lands from your graveyard yeah but this is actually a really powerful effect yep. this is a great reprint um obviously crucible of worlds goes into any deck and ramming up is only in green decks and is a creature but that doesn't mean the effect isn't powerful so it's good to see it here yep the next is nezahal primal tide which surprised me this is another seven mana card that's a seven seven that it was $8, wow. and it's uncounterable. It gives you no maximum hand size, and whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, you draw a card, so sort of like the Niv-Mizzet effect. And then you can discard three cards to exile it, and then you return it tapped under the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So it's got it's some protection. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like a discard outlet. But again, seven mana, discard three cards to protect it. doesn't seem like where you want to be in Magic. Uh, the next card is one of the staples of the format. It's Eternal Witness. One green, green, two, one. When it ETBs, you may return target card from your graveyard to your hand. This is just a card that goes in, basically could go in any green deck. Yeah, any deck that plays green, even if it's a five-color deck, you could probably run Eternal Witness. That was at five bucks. And then Merkfiend Liege, uh, really gross looking, but this is a Simic creature that untaps all green and or blue creatures you control during each other player's untap steps and gives green and blue creatures plus one, plus one. Uh, so this is sort of like your budget... Um, Seaborn Muse. Seaborn Muse, yeah. Yep. And this was also around $5. All right, let's talk about more reprints. This is stuff that's $2 or more. We're not going to read all of these, but Soul Ring, always good. Usually sits at about three fifty. Swift Foot Boots was $3 before. Mm. Maloku, the Clouded Mirror, that was $2.50. That's a card that allows you to return lands to your hand and then make 1-1 one, one flyers. Yep, actually really good in this deck as well. Beast Within is a removal spell in green. Uh, Reliquary Tower is a land that makes it so you can have as many cards in your hand as you want. And then regular old Counterspell was about 2 bucks. Yeah. So total cards, $5 and over 5 cards, 5 cards there. And then $2 and over 11 So the total reprint value adds up to... 8487 which is still not great because if we look at Zendikar Rising, the average value between the two decks was $96. Now, that was sort of tilted one way because the Demir deck came in at $106 for the reprint, and then the Naya deck was around 85 So this is actually similar to where the Naya deck left it off. And I'd say like 85 86 bucks. these decks are like around $20. Uh, is probably somewhere in the realm of where we want to sit. So this is probably okay. Yeah. Two and you, $13 cards, like... 
Ramming Up Excavator and Eternal Witness, you're going to play in a lot of decks. Yeah. So it's just those are very good cards, especially with all the landfall stuff that is out there now. Yeah, and we were basically saying the Boros deck would be fine if they just added one high-profile reprint, which is this has one maybe one extra, one and a half extra of those. So yeah. I think the value in this one's okay. Uh, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Okay, let's talk about the... Stats! 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 So this deck, I was actually pretty impressed with what we call like the our sort of like our basic four tenets of deck building, which is ramp, card draw, removal, and wraths. Uh, ramp side, there were ten to eleven ramp spells, which makes sense. This is a simic deck that had your general rampant growths and cultivates and kodamas reaches in there, and I had a question. Do we really count Urban Evolution and Explore, Coiling, Oracle, and Growth Spiral as ramp? These are all cards that say you may play an extra land this yep. turn, and they will sometimes draw you a card or look at the top of your library, but it doesn't guaranteed get a land into play. So there will be times where you will play a Coiling Oracle, you'll flip the card on the it's top not. of your library, and it's not a land, so it's not ramp. Yeah, so I'd I, say, I would count it as a piece of a ramp card. So those four together are maybe two ramp cards. Yeah, so in that case, the ramp maybe goes down to 9 slash 10, which is still pretty good. Um, especially and your commander is a ramp card yeah and your commander is a ramp card it also costs six mana so you need to get to that level um your commander is also a card draw card yeah which is great because card draw there were 10 sources of card draw which oh, wow. i thought was really great um you know it ranged from harmonize all the way to what ac does uh and in general this wasn't sort of like you're like you need to attack and do something silly to draw a card it just was says draw a card on it so i thought that was actually pretty great as well and you're not going to need much help once you get your commander out because that should really get things churning at that point Targeter removal. Now, I'm including Arcane Denial and Counterspell here as targeter removal because we're in blue, and I think that kind of counts, maybe. I think Counterspells always count as single target removal. Yeah. So it's one card to stop one card. So nine mana total for that. Not bad at all. Uh, pretty excited uh, that that number is so high. We've sort of been talking about how important it is to sort of ratchet that number up in recent years just because the threats are getting more and more intense and not being able to get rid of a card like a Chew Lane the moment it lands could spell doom for the rest of the table. And then total, uh, Wraths, this was a little disappointing, three Wraths, and none of them were actually kill creature Wraths. They were all bounce-related. So Whelming Wave, Slin Voda, and Scourge of Fleet were the three sort of uh, Wrath spells, and they don't actually kill creatures. They just return creatures to their owner's hand. Whelming Wave is pretty in interesting, though, because it won't bounce your commander, right? Yes, because it, uh, it's a two blue-blue sorcery return all creatures to their owner's hands except for Krakens, Leviathans, Octopuses, and Serpents. So not sea creatures. Yeah, and there are, you know, the Trench Behemoth is also a Kraken, so that will sort of help out. If you're going, like, the sea creature route, that's nice because it's very similar to Slin Voda. But that costs 10 mana to kick and have the ability to return all those creatures to their yeah, owner's hands. Probably not doing that. Yeah. And Scourge of Fleets requires you to attack as well. Uh, so there's just, it's not great on the Wrath side. So I don't think this deck actually really wants to do that very often. Uh, still, overall, these stats I think look pretty good, right? Like yeah. 10, 10, 9, and 3, like it's right in line. Definitely better than the Boros deck. Yeah, I think whoever designed this deck, and I'm not sure if the same person designed the Boros deck as well, but they really got that part of this deck down. And as a result, it makes the experiment of adding cards and taking them out a lot easier because you don't have to worry about adding stuff in for just the basic maneuverability of the deck. You're not building the foundation. You actually get to build the structure. Yeah, and the structure is interesting because there are a lot of different sub-themes in the deck. Um, this almost feels like they wanted you to take cards out and sort of put stuff in because so I looked through it. pick which one of these you want to do. You would think there'd be more landfall matters in this deck but there's only four cards that really care about landfall. There's only four cards that create tokens, sort of like the Malokus of the world. 
And then there was a bunch of cards that tap stuff down, like shark to crab. So it's like when the center is the battlefield or when it evolves, tap stuff down that doesn't untap during its next opponent's and uh, upkeep or untap set. Weird. Did they just put it in because it's part shark and part crab and that feels yeah, like sea monster? Yeah, it kind of has sea monster feels to it. And then there are a bunch of different cards that added plus one, plus one counters, but loosely. So there are six of those. Um, like Avenger of Zendikar, you could say, is a plus one, plus one counters card, but it isn't primarily that. It's more right. of a token creator. Um, so that was interesting. There, I, I like read through this and I was like, there are a lot of different sub-themes going on here. This Dexter feels like it's all over the place. And then I looked at the number of lands, and there are 44 lands in this deck. I mean, it is a landfall deck that usually you want like slightly above 40 in those decks. But when there's only four landfall matter cards, yeah. then I maybe don't want as many, quite as many lands. Like you want to hit lands and have the extra lands to play off Aceans yeah. and, and these other cards, but that does seem like a lot. 30 basic lands though, 15 islands, 15 forests. That's a lot. And yeah. you're never really going to be in risk of getting rid of them. I guess when you get your commander out, yes, you can play the land, you'll draw another card. But at a certain point, I think you're actually taking away from the power of the deck, especially when we don't have that much land so i think overall there was a lot of spread around the sub themes not too much focus and when i looked at the cmc of the deck which we'll look at in the next half of the episode no no we're gonna look at it in this half oh you're right yeah well actually let's look at it right now well, jimmy full-on put a graph we this has, i don't think has ever happened into our outline <laughs> Into our outline, yeah. yeah so uh i put it into tapped out and i i checked out what the the, the curve looks like and oh my gosh this curve is, this <laughs> what does curve it look is like? ridiculous it's frightening me it's, it's causing me anxiety it starts nice okay so it's got 13 two drops no, no, you want like 20 drops. in the two drop slot. Well, it's at least yeah. it's more in there than yeah. the later ons. But there are nine seven drops. Four eight drops, three four, six eight drops. drops. And six five drops. So there so. are 16 <laughs> cards, six CMC or more. Yeah, that's a lot. And yeah, I get it. You're ramping a lot in this deck. There are 10 to 11 ramp spells. There's a lot of ways to get mana stuff out. But you're still only playing like one of those cards on your big turns. And it and you know what did the stats episode tell us when we took those? You do not want to be casting big spells. You don't get to do it very often. Yeah. Also, it just leads to blowouts. You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get to eight or nine mana most games because it's uh, got a lot of ramp and my commander ramps and blah, blah, blah. But when you play something that costs a ton of mana and then they go counter it or remove it, you're so much more blown out than if you go four cmc spell another four yes, cmc spell exactly yeah it's not that you never play huge stuff it's just dangerous to to rely on it this heavily this yeah especially in the deck i think it's tailored towards beginners i think we want to teach people that are getting into the format that yeah big spells are great and they're really powerful but you don't want to bank all of your you don't want to bet it all on that don't you definitely put it don't want to have a hand that's just like slim voda this new behemoth <laughs> you know this this new hydra it's just like okay well i'm not casting those cards like that i basically yeah. mulliganed like twice right yeah and i can only like right i can only choose to cast one of them if someone happens to counter it that just sucks and that's a really big feel bad moment it'd be better to cast a few spells and really get that engine going with AC to draw a lot of cards keep casting stuff and going so I'm going to be guessing that when we're looking at cards to add and remove we're going to try and lower that curve uh, almost entirely every card that we're taking out is in the 7, 8, and 6 mana slots and we're putting in low efficient stuff yes this absolutely. is good this is good it's going to make the deck a lot better but before we figure out what those cards are we got to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors you can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, I'm Nolan Sykes, a host of Past Gas, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Every week, my co-hosts, James Pumphrey, Joe Weber, and I bring you some of our favorite stories from the hollowed halls of car history. From the amazing to the weird to the utterly unforgettable moments, we cover it all. Join us as we take a look at the wild stories and larger-than-life characters behind legendary cars and car makers. So if you love cars or just like a good story, check out Past Gas by Donut Media, the number one automotive podcast in the world. All right, we are back talking about the blue-green Simic Precon from Commander Legends, sort of tailored towards new players. This is the second time that they've done this now after Zendikar Rising, and we're going to do our favorite part of the exercise, which is for $25, can we take 10 cards out and put 10 cards in and make this deck way better? I think so. I like I like a lot of the cards I'm looking at on the cards to add. Yeah, so uh, let's get started with the most obvious inclusion, especially when you have 44 lands, and those are really easy cards to replace, with modal double-faced cards, the hotness from Zendikar Rising. These cards are all just absolutely fantastic in this type of deck because they're really easy to slot in. You have cards like Maloku that can bounce them to your hand for later on use, and you're never going to get mana screwed. Not to mention, you can also take out some of the bad... There's like a, just a regular tap land in here for green and blue. You're in a two-color deck. You don't need to worry about that too well, There's 30 basics, too. You can yeah. just replace basics, because you basically keep a land in your deck, but you also put a spell in at the same time. Yeah, so we actually get to keep the integrity of the deck, and this gives us a little more room because a lot of the MDFCs are really cheap. In fact, if you wanted to, you could add eight 
nine of these into the deck and not really affect it at all that much because you're taking out lands for it. You're taking out some of the really high CMC stuff. So the first Probably one... just make it better. I mean, you would affect yeah. it. It would just get way better. It would just get way better because now you have a bunch of new, uh, much more slots, more options later on. Uh, the, but we can only add 10 cards, Jimmy. Yeah, so I chose three of my favorites and the first is Balaged Recovery. The best one. Which is the best one. It's actually the most expensive of the uncommon ones at about a buck 80. Get a bunch of these right now because I... I guarantee in a year and a half, two years, this is going to be like a lot more because this is going in every green deck. Yeah, and Zendikar Rising is still being open, so you're not going to, you know, the prices aren't going to spike super hard. But when that set rotates out of standard, it's going to get a lot harder. And we've seen uncommons like Pitiless Plunderer just shoot up in price because they're so valuable and so good in Commander. Balagate Recovery is two in green for a sorcery on the front side. You can return target card from your graveyard to your hand. That's just a good card to have because you can also always play it as a land, which is just a green mana tapper that enters the battlefield tapped. So if you draw this on your early turns, you only have three lands in your hand, including this one, play it like that. And then later on, try and bounce it to your hand, maybe. Especially, yeah, you've got ways to bounce it, so you don't have to think like, oh, I'm losing this card. You're just like, I'm going to play it as a land, use it as a land for a few yeah. turns, and later I'll turn it into a spell when I need it. Don't feel bad, even if you never get to bring it back to your hand. It's just still a way for you to hit your land drops, which yep. is really important. Uh, and then later on, you can buy something back from your graveyard, which is really great. The next MDFC is County Ambush, and I'm a big sucker for fight cards. This is a two in green for an instant target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. And if you're running a 5-5 five five as a commander, this is just pretty much a guaranteed removal spell a lot of the times. And a lot of big sea creatures. Yep, and it also flips to become a land that taps for green, enters the battlefield tapped. So again, County Ambush is an instant removal it spell. It doesn't flip. You choose. Oh, sorry, sorry. You choose, you choose. when you play it. Yeah. My bad, my bad, yeah. Uh, and then the last MDFC that I really like is Tangled Florahedron. Again, just buy a lot of these. Just get <laughs> these from cardcam.com slash commando, and you're going to want them. It's one in green for a creature elemental, 1-1, one, one, you can tap it to add green. So it's a mana dork, not the most efficient, but it's still a two-mana mana dork. And then again, if you choose to play it as a land, it's just a land that enters the battlefield tapped and adds green. Ta-da. Ta-da. If you have the budget to buy the Seagate Restoration and the big Mythic Green one, then yeah, totally go for those because those can also enter the battlefield untapped for three life. But in general, I thought this is a Landfalls Matters deck. Let's put in some lands that actually impact the, 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 you know, the deck. And if you have the other ones, just throw them in there. Seriously. They're going to be great. They're going to be great. And I thought, you know what? We need more Landfall triggers because our commander just has it printed on there. Because you draw a card every time a land comes in. Yeah, so why not find more ways to get lands onto the battlefield? And this is another category that if I wanted to, I could go, you know, 10 cards deep. Right. There's, there's Harrows. So there's all sorts of cards that do similar stuff. So we just chose a few of these that I liked and also were pretty cheap. So, by the way, so far we're only at about $2 or two fifty with the MDFCs. All right, next up we have Roiling Regrowth, which is also cents. a new card. And I'd say also, this is a great card to get. Definitely pick up these. Zeneca Rising just has a lot of these, which is pick them up. You're going to use them later on. You're never going to be unhappy. It was sort of like back get in the day. Get them while they're a quarter and when I was like, three bucks. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm going to buy a bunch of Soarings for a buck. You yeah. know, it was a great idea. Uh, Roiling Regrowth is two and green for an instant. You can sack a land, search your library for up to two basic land cards, put them onto the battlefield tapped, and then shuffle your library. Instant speed as well, which is great, which means you're going to draw two cards with the AC out. This is also ramp. Um, you do sack a land to do it. But you get two, so you're up one. Yeah, and you're ramming up Excavator. You can maybe play it out of your graveyard later on. Yep. Especially because it says you may play land cards, and if you put an MDFC in there, you can play it as the uh, non-land side. Uh, and then this wait, wait, was... no, ramming up, you can only play the land side. Oh, you can? Sorry. Oh, yeah, you can yeah. Play land cards. Okay, yeah, get you can only play the, one that, the side that's legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, play that with your rant, and then you can play them later. But if you had a Snapcaster Mage, which is expensive and you won't have in this deck, then you then could you play can. only the spell side, not the land side. We did a whole episode about this. Yeah, it's very confusing. <laughs> I'm still confused. All right, the next one is Courser of Crufix. It's one green green for a centaur. It's a 2-4. It's an enchantment creature. It doesn't matter here. Play with the top card of your library revealed. You may play lands from the top of your library. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, gain one life. So this is card advantage because every time you play a land off the top of your library, that's as if you drew that card and then played it. So it gives you, well, when you have 45 lands in your deck, it gives you somewhere around a 50% of a card every turn. Yeah, and I think, you know, the Courser is, it's a little more expensive. It's like three and a half dollars, but this is a card that will just, one, people don't like to remove this kind of card, and two, this just generates so much value for you over the course of the game, especially with your commander out, you're playing lands, and now you're kind of doing the Tatiova thing and gaining life at the same time. You're just going to be surprised every time how much value you get off of this, and you're also clear off the top of your deck and draw more spells. Yep. Um, and then there's Turn Timber Sower, which is two in green for an Elf Druid 3-3. Another card that I think is actually just great. Whenever one or more land cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere, create a 0-1 green plant creature token. And you can pay green to sacrifice three creatures or turn target land card from your graveyard to your hand. And if you're playing Rolling Regrowth, if you can, add in Harrow to this deck. Add in any of those cards that sacrifice a land to put more into the battlefield. Because uh, a card like Turn Timber Sower gives you tokens as well as land and, uh, later on in the game, which is great. And that card's about 60 cents. Yeah. Pick those up as well. Okay. We only had a few landfall things in there. There was like a Rampaging Bay Loss, Avenger of Zendikar, very powerful cards. But I thought, you know what? Let's add a couple more in here that's going to upgrade our landfall ability and make us more powerful. Scoot Swarm, $2. This card is nuts. Nuts. It looks like, ah, whatever. But it, it gets out of control. If you let somebody untap with a Scoot Swarm, if you don't have a Wrath, you're probably going to lose. Yeah, you're going to die to the Swarm. 200 green for a creature, Insect 1-1 with Landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, create a 1-1 green Insect Creature token. However, if you control six or more lands, create a token that's a copy of Scoot Swarm instead. Which means the next time you get a land into play, you'll have two Scoot Swarms, which will make two more four. Scoot Swarms. And then if you play another land, you get four more Scoot Swarms, because now you have four. And then the next land you play, you have eight Scoot Swarms, so you make eight more. So it's exponential. It just, yeah, it's, I've seen games where somebody goes, Scoot Swarm, play a land, gets two of them. And then if it's not killed by their next turn, they untap and make like 64 to 128 <laughs> Scoot Swarms on their turn. Yeah, like, because you have rolling regrowth, you have your regular ramp spells, you have your commander lets you put more you lands. You fetch lands, you know, Evolving Wilds and Terramorphic Expanse become ridiculous with this thing. Yeah, it's just very, very powerful. You yep. get a bunch of stuff out there, a ton of Scoot Swarms. And, you know, if you have 60 one ones, who cares that they're one ones? You're yeah, exactly. <laughs> and but, then if they don't kill those, the next turn you have, you know... 241 ones. Then it doesn't matter what they're doing. Like, yeah. They, yeah. Um, because, uh, spoiler alert, we're getting rid of some of the higher CMC cards in here, I decided to put a higher CMC card as an ad, which is Uyo Silent Prophet. This is sort of like a protect your deck. And I think for newer players as well, this is actually an interesting ability that kind of gets uh, into why Commander is really exciting later on, but also synergizes really well with the deck. Four blue blue for a legendary moonfolk wizard. Four four with flying. You can pay two man to return two lands you control to their owner's hand and copy target instant or sorcery spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. Ooh. So this is something that we love. You can counter a counter spell. You can double up a card draw spell. There's a lot of stuff we can do with this. And you're returning two lands you control to your owner's hand. AEC lets you play two lands a turn. 
And you'll like draw two cards. Deal. Yeah, seems like a good deal. Also, yeah, just Balagad Recovery or Roiling Regrowth, you can copy that spell. Yeah. And with Roiling Regrowth, you kind of break even on the amount of lands in play. You'll draw a ton with AC. Like, yeah, yeah copying instants and sorceries like that can be super powerful. Also, if somebody just goes to win the game, they, they can't go to win the game with an instant or sorcery when you got this out. Yeah, so this sort of protects you. It gives you the landfall triggers, and it gives you a lot to do later on in the game as well. So I just like this card a lot. And finally, you know what? Let's add in a win con, or not finally, before we get to our last cards. Uh, Thunderfoot Bayloth is the sort of cheapest version of the Crater Hoof Behemoth, which is four green green for a five five with Lieutenant and Trample. As long as you control your commander, Thunderfoot Bayloth gets plus two plus two, and other creatures you control get plus two plus two and have Trample. So with a Scoot Swarm. This is our your, $2 Crater Hoof. Yeah, with your Avenger of Zendikar, this is going to buff your creatures up and let you swing in for the win that way um, if you're not just killing them with 60 Scoot Swarms anyway. <laughs> Um, there's also Pathbreaker, Ibex, and you can just play Overwhelming Stampede in, the, in a deck like this as well. And then finally, because we have such a low total on our budget, we are able to slot in, similar to what we do with the Boros deck, either one super expensive card, or you can just sort of add in a lot of the other MDFCs. You can put in more of the Rolling Regrowth Hero effects. This gives you a lot of flexibility with this last card slot. But you know what? I thought may as well list out some of the more sort of heavy hitters in case you have the card or want to add in sort of one sort of bigger budget, higher power level card. I like this first one because it's going to be useful in this deck and any deck you build could conceivably yeah or most decks at least could make use of this card uh it's lithoform engine we've been talking about a lot lately it's four mana for a legendary artifact it has a bunch of abilities so you can pay two tap it copy target activated or triggered ability you control you may choose new targets for the copy so that includes the Mm -hmm. uh draw card off of ac you can pay three and tap it and talk copy target instant or sorcery spell you control you may choose new targets for the copy so again rolling regrowth balagate recovery that kind of stuff and then you can also pay for and tap it and copy target permanent spell you control which means if you cast avenger of zendikar and you have a ton of mana left Get over another one you could have two come out which is a lot of plant tokens let me tell you yeah so lithoform engine it just has tons of flexibility this card is like 10 to 14 dollars right now but that fills in that last slot um you can also get an azusa lost but seeking a little cheaper but allows you to play two additional lands on your turn you can get a worldly tutor which is a much older card i I really hope that we see some reprints for this soon um but this is also great in this deck as well and then ancient green warden is a newer card that allows you to play a land from your graveyard and also if a land entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger that ability triggers an additional time land harmonicon yeah so again choose one of those or you know take that card and turn it into five extra cards to add to the deck there's a lot of different ways to push this and also, you know, if you're looking to do more of the plus one, plus one counters theme, then just go in that direction. If you want to go more tokens, go in that direction, right? I chose to go more landfall because it ties into the commander really well. And I think that's sort of the most supported within the deck as well. I like the idea of just more modal double face cards. I think that's going to give a lot of flexibility while still making sure that you always have lands to take care, to take advantage of all these like landfall, lands matter stuff. Yep. Okay. Let's quickly talk about the cards that we would take out. This was so easy for me. I was so like, haha, Josh is going to be jealous because I was just like, three lands for three Molo Double Face cards. <laughs> so that's the first thing you can do. And at this point, now I'm not so upset about having 44 lands in the deck because three, three of those of are spells. spells yeah. And ideally more. You have a lot of flexibility here. Uh, other cards I wanted to take out were Meteor Golem. It's just a seven mana card. It destroys in uh, permanent and opponent controls, but... A non-land. Yeah. Uh, no thanks. We can Beast Within that instead. Uh, Simic Sky Swallower. It's a seven mana card that is just a 
big, beefy 6-6 flying trample of shroud, but we don't need that in this deck. It doesn't do anything. It only hits for six, by the way. That's yeah. not good enough. Molimo Morrow Sorcerer is a seven mana elemental with trample, and its power and toughness are equal to the lands you control. Seven mana? No thanks. For seven mana, I just don't want it to just have power and toughness it's got to be doing other stuff right yeah exactly yeah. nezahal primal tide uh this one costs a lot and maybe you can actually trade this in you can go to card kingdom and trade it in and get more cards out of this um just again seven mana for a creature that doesn't do enough um tromo kratis another seven mana kraken Jeez, there's a lot of seven mana cards in this. Deck. yeah there are way too many and it was really easy for me to make the cuts because i just clicked on the seven mana column and went okay which of these are just not necessary i, I only can have maybe one or two of these anyway yeah right? exactly so tromo kratis as well uh storm tide leviathan and slinva the rising deep so i basically just chose everything from seven and up because I looked at the rest of the deck, and it's really built pretty solidly. So I think whoever made the deck, um, you know, they knew that, that that those were the main things they needed to hit. Ramp, card draw, and all that. And I think they kind of went the Sea Creatures, big Leviathan, Krakens theme. And, you know, that's cute. It's great. But it doesn't lead to, I think, a great game, especially for someone that's picking this deck up for the first time. Um, you, you have, have a lot, a lot of cards ramp. stranded in your hand or yeah. that just don't, yeah. And, and like it's you know you don't want someone to be like i play my huge spell and someone goes board wipe someone goes i don't care about that i'm winning in a different way or just remove that yeah for one mana you spent seven yeah i want the player playing the card to feel like they're getting the synergies they're getting that sort of simic value engine going and so i think the way that we're taking this makes it a lot better and way more optimized i will say this deck looks quite a bit more likely to be able to hang in uh games even right out the box than mm -hmm. the boros deck did um, just because it naturally has a lot of card draw and ramp. And whereas the other deck feels like it's just going to run out of gas like very fast and not be doing much. Um, obviously, we made a bunch of changes, and I think the changes help with that, and it'll be better. But, yeah, I think the Simic deck is probably a better choice the newer the player is. Good job, Simic. You did it again. Simic is easy mode. Let's be real. Yeah. Okay. To the listeners, what do you think about the deck? Uh, do you think I'm overhyping it, underhyping it? Do you think it's built well? Are there cards that are must-includes or a different direction you would have taken it outside of the landfall? Maybe you do want to go sea tribal and rule the oceans with your Thassa-like creatures. Yeah, Let I think this know. could be built, you know, from the ground up as a sea creatures matter deck, right? Yeah. For sure, that'd be There's really not a lot of payoffs for that, unfortunately, I think is the problem, but you could do it just sort of worth a see if you felt like it. Yeah, and Simic, again, you just, it has everything you need to make a good commander deck. It's got all this, the basics and the ramp and stuff, so you could just literally strip this deck and just keep those ramp spells and all that and still have a really viable deck to build anything you want after that. So I, I really do think that this is a great deal for new players coming into the game. All right cardkingdom.com slash command zone. That's the place you want to go if you want to buy this deck for yourself or you've got some new players that you want to introduce to the game. This would be a great holiday gift yes, for absolutely. somebody maybe that either you think would be interested in magic or is just getting started. Uh, I think the Simic deck is a really good jumping off point uh, for new players. So cardkingdom.com slash command zone is the place to go if you're going to order any magic cards or product at all. It's a holiday spirit season time. And you want to order that stuff soon. Maybe, hey, Thanksgiving break. That's one of my favorite times to play games and just sort of veg out and do nothing. And more difficult right now. More difficult right now. But, you know, you'll most likely, I think for a lot of people, most likely the only people to be with is family. family yep. And that's a great person and great group of people as well. Especially if you have, you know, someone younger that, you know, Josh, I know you have a lot of nephews and yep. nieces that might want to get playing as well. Uh, and, of course, once you buy those cards and you want to give that extra special flavor to whoever you're gifting this to or for yourself, 
put it into an Ultra Pro sleeve. They have all these amazing theme sleeves for Commander Legends. Um, they've had theme sleeves all the way back for the you know the guilds and Ravnica. They always have great stuff coming out that's themed in the world of Magic, and they make it to the best quality. Art sleeves that will shuffle well, keep their quality. They also just make the amazing Pro Gloss sleeves, Eclipse sleeves, so many different things that Ultra Pro makes that it's going to make your game pieces safe, protected, and more importantly, more fun to play with. Gotta love it when you teach someone how to shuffle and they go, whoa, look at it go. Feels so good, those Feels Eclipse great. sleeves, like butter. So if you pick up Ultra Pro product, you're also supporting the show. Thank you. All right, no end step today because we are doing a lot of episodes and we don't have many that, that many cool things in our lives, but... We do have a really cool team here at the Command Zone, so we'd like to thank our editing, graphics, and logistic team, which is Manson Lung, Craig Blanchett, Ashlyn Rose, Lady Danger, Alfred Estaca, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Patrick Nahn, and Sam Waldo. And big thanks, as always, Patrick, not Patrick, Jeffrey. And thanks to Patrick, too. He's our newest member. Uh, big thanks to Jeffrey Palmer, who does the 11 card animations behind us on set, and also start off our show at youtube.com slash the Command Zone Podcast. You can find them at Living Cards MTG for more of that sweet animated goodness. All right, everybody. We will be continuing our Commander Legends coverage with a bunch of videos for whatever we haven't talked about yet, which is likely a lot of the partner commanders, the, all the cards that go in your 99. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> at some point, I would love to talk about the draft format, but that might be a little while from now since we got a lot of videos to go. Anyway, I'm I'm sure you've been seeing a lot of us. You're going to see a lot more of us. And we'll see you next time, I guess. Peace. Bye-bye. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com. Or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.